Society trains us to think of our lives as linear or a straight line. We're born, we set goals, we achieve them or we don't, and then we die. It also trains us to think of productivity in this way. Take action and rest. Two steps. Or for many of you out there, maybe it looks more like plan and take action, plan and take action, plan and take action. No other steps. That's kind of how I was at one point in my life. But what if that weren't really the way that life worked? What if you had permission to think of life differently? To think of it in a way that actually gives you permission to not live in the work-produce mode of operation that leaves you feeling either stuck and not able to move forward or burnt out and again not wanting to move forward because you're burnt out. What if instead you lived in a way that honored the natural rhythms that are all around you in everyday life? That's what cyclical living is all about and it's what I'm talking about in today's episode. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that and perhaps a bit more so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Welcome to episode 39 of Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy, where today we are talking all about cyclical living. Now, this is something that I haven't really ever talked to you guys about before, but um, we're going to start unpacking it today and, and just learning a little bit more about it. Cyclical living is something that came into my awareness a while back, and um, I've really dug into it in the past couple years. and. It's a it's a mindset that resonates with me because I am that person who was the overachiever, the one who overcommitted um, or just wanted to fill my calendar with all of the things and felt almost like I should be doing all of these things, right? And this was the way that I chose to live. This is the way that I thought I thrived best was to... Um, stay committed, stay doing things, and the way that I felt like I produced the best. But what that ultimately did to me was create burnout. It created opportunities or times when I just really felt stuck and I didn't know how to move forward. Um, And it also was a distraction from getting to know my real self and from remembering who my real self was or, or encountering the parts of me that maybe I didn't want to encounter because they were tough. They were hard, and um, so I, I filled my schedule. I put up an armor, and um, and that's how I lived for probably most of my life. But um, I decided to make the change and live in a more cyclical way back before I even had kids or um, 
I guess probably shortly after I, no, it was before I had kids because I couldn't get pregnant. And if you want to know this whole story, it's in um, a previous episode. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, But it was when I started tracking my cycle and, and starting to notice that things have a natural rhythm. I wasn't as tuned into it, obviously, back then as I am now, but I started to, to find these rhythms and notice, um, just observe the things around them. And so that was my first, my first kind of glimpse at what cyclical living could be. Now, in the past couple of years, I have really dived back into it or dived into it rather and, and transformed even more of my life so that I'm not living in that burnt out stage or I'm not living, um, feeling stuck all the time. And, and it's been a beautiful transition. It's kind of a challenge to shift into that way of living completely. And it's still a practice for me, by all means, it's still a practice. There are times when I catch myself, um, almost having that fear of missing out. And like, I need to continue to work in the, the work produce mode of things. But, um, then I remember, cyclical living, right? Then I remember my energetic rhythms and I align with them once again. So enough of that. Let me get to the meat of what this episode is all about. It's about cyclical living. So what is cyclical living? I've got some definitions for you before we really dig into it. But in the first place, cyclical living as I define it is living in alignment with the cyclical rhythms of your body and the natural world around you so that you are living, working, and playing in confident flow rather than in this oppressive fear of any obstacles that might be blocking your progress, right? And that's what it's like when we're stuck. We're not moving forward because there's these obstacles, there's these things that we're afraid of, or there's these things that we just keep running into, um, and when you're in sick, when you're when you're honoring those cyclical rhythms, or as I like to call them more frequently, your energetic rhythms, you are living in that confident flow. So, in in some ways, it's a sense of living in a state where everything flows with the cyclical rhythm, and that rhythm has four phases. Now, you could also think of this as um, four phases of productivity, which I've sometimes called it before as well. But I also, I, I often, more often than not would say, I refer to these four phases as your energetic rhythms, the four phases of your energetic rhythms. So productivity is typically seen in society as how much you can get done, emphasizing the taking action portion, right? Um, but instead I define it as a four-phase cycle consisting of rest and intention setting, planning and growth, production and releasing, like releasing something out into the world, and then the wrap-up celebration and observation. Those are the four steps um, of getting things done, and they honor both the work and the rest to do so. We have to have rest in order to get anything done. If any one of these phases is out of balance or ignored, it impacts all of the other phases. And that's when you find yourself living in a stuck place or um, a burnt out place or frequently feeling burnt out. Now, these four phases are not exactly um, 
hidden from our daily view because they're everywhere once you start thinking about it and once you start realizing it. The seasons have these four phases, right? So winter is kind of that rest phase and the intention setting phase. Then spring is the planning, the beginning to take action phase. Summer is when things are in full bloom. They're blossoming. Um, everything is thriving, right? And then fall is when we're harvesting. We're wrapping things up. We're celebrating the ending. Now, most often in my experience, I think that it's the, um, the rest and the celebrating at the end that get ignored, that we don't generally honor. The seasons don't ignore those, those phases, right? So why should we? The moon does this too. The moon has four distinct phases. It's actually, it's got a few more in there. It's got eight, but um, the main phases of the moon, there are four of them. Plants have these growing phases as well. When, and I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about the seasons, when things are blooming and thriving and then when things are shedding and, and going back into that dormant state. Um, the menstrual cycle has these four phases, and that's for another episode, but I'll, I'll dig into that at some point with you. Um, it's the natural expansion and contraction phases that we see all around us. When you consider life, you can likely notice how you've had these in your lives as well, how you've seen these phases in various places in your life, um, especially this, this natural expansion and contraction. You might even realize that your years have expansion years and contraction years. There's some years where you're really active, you're really doing a lot of things, and then there's other years where you're just feeling called to, to turn inward, to be inward. Um, we, we all have that. But we, for some reason, have a tendency sometimes to think that we can do better than nature, right? Like, we don't need those two phases of rest and, and celebration or harvesting. We can just work, produce. We can just plan, produce, do those things. Not the case. Nature has it figured out, friends. They, it definitely has it figured out. When we try to just work, produce, and live in those two action-taking phases. It's a linear mindset, right? It is the moving from one thing to the next in a straight line. It's action and then maybe taking rest and nothing in between. Or it's planning and taking action and nothing in between. There's no emphasis on the other phases that are naturally communicated to us in nature. It's a start and a finish. So consider this, when you're training for something, say you're training for an event, a 5K or a 10K, or for some of you listeners out there who are um, definitely the overachievers, maybe you're training for a marathon or an Ironman. Um, when it's over, oftentimes people lose everything they've worked for because they've started, they've set their goal on that 5K and they've achieved it, they've been able to do it, and now, boom, boom. They're done. They've reached their goal. They don't continue. They don't, and eventually they hit kind of rock bottom and the cycle starts again. They go in this straight line, set the goal, move towards it, finish, right? They push usually even harder or resist the natural need to celebrate at the end. Um, and maybe they even resist the, the need to rest and reflect. Um, so, one of two things happens, right? They either give up 
take a break. That's kind of like how we do with burnout. Um, just kind of stop even working towards it. Or they achieve that 5K and then they say, you know what, now I'm going to do a 10K and I'm going to train even harder. I'm going to push even harder. I'm not going to even relish in the fact that I just achieved this 5K and where was I three months ago or six months ago when I started to train for it? They forget to observe that and to reflect on any of that and just move straight forward to the next goal without taking much rest, right? That's what we as humans try to do. That's what our society communicates to us. It's this linear way of thinking. But if we were to to be in a way of living that anticipates our needs, that shifts us out of distraction and chaos and burnout and into optimal productivity, into balance and into focus, what would that look like? It looks like honoring your natural cyclical way of being. We are all like that. So how do we do that then? How do we honor this cyclical way of living? We watch the lunar rhythms and the lunar cycle. Um, The moon's energy plays a role in how we feel. There's more on that in another episode, but the moon definitely plays on our, on our energy. It affects the waters of, um, this is my little, my little thing. I'm just going to stick it in there and then I'll go into more in another episode, but The moon affects the waters of the earth, right? It affects the tides. You are made up of something like 60 to 70% water as a person. So correct me if I'm wrong or I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure the moon is also going to affect you because you have so much water in you. It's just the way it is. You'll learn more about in another episode. So we watch our the lunar rhythms and the lunar cycle, um, and then also our innate rhythms or our biological cycles. So the menstrual cycle, which is also known as the infradian rhythm, our circadian rhythms, that's our sleep-wake cycle, right? And then our ultradian rhythms, and we'll talk about these more in other episodes as well, but... Um, Those are kind of the three rhythms that our bodies follow, that are are innate. They're born in us, and we we can't do anything about them. We have them. And then the other thing, the third way that we honor these cyclical patterns is to listen to your inner guidance. Your unconscious or subconscious mind mind or your inner wisdom is the intuitive knowing within you. It's your connection with a higher knowing or the voice of God within you that's calling you to act or to not act. Um, It's the knowing that doesn't require thinking, but rather it causes instinctive action. And you can connect to that inner guidance with quiet stillness, with being still and practicing being still, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Because I know when you are an action taker, It's hard to sit still. It's hard to be still. It's hard to be alone with your thoughts. But my friends, it is the way to access your inner guidance. That part of you that just responds without questioning. That just does something because it knows without you actually having to think about it what to do. So that's how you honor this cyclical way of living. You use the moon, you use your innate rhythms or your biological cycles, and you use your inner guidance. 
And all of those three things together make up your energetic rhythms. So how do you apply this into your life, right? Like, how do you actually do this? You plan your calendar around the lunar cycle or your menstrual cycle or both. Believe it or not, this is what I do. This is how I live. I have them both on my calendar so that I know when those events are happening and I can plan to take action or to not take action during, those, during the phases where it's going to be most beneficial to me. When you begin to create space for this way of living and invite it to be a part of how you function, it's amazing how the universe responds in alignment with it. Um, I can't even count on my fingers the number of times where I have seen on my calendar that it's a lower energy time for me and or that or that's coming up and magically either appointments get canceled, appointments get moved, um, my schedule clears up, or maybe there's just nothing scheduled during that week because it doesn't work for other people, that my low energy times tend to be the times where my calendar is naturally the quietest, which is beautiful. It hasn't always been like this, but it took me putting that awareness into my life and, and basically putting it out there to the universe by putting it on my calendar, um, for the universe to align with it. And it naturally does. It's, it's a beautiful thing. No, it doesn't always happen, but most of the time, and I'm going to knock on wood, most of the time, this is what I've experienced. It also means though, that you might have to say no to things that aren't happening when it's an ideal time for you. You don't have to commit to everything. And if there's a meeting that falls at a time when you know is not ideal for you, you can say no or can pass that up for that time or just move in a different way that honors the energy that you're going to have during that time. Because as I said, when you live in this cyclical way of living, you can anticipate those times. You can anticipate your needs so that you can avoid overworking yourself, overcommitting yourself and avoid that burnout or avoid the feeling of being stuck, which happens when you only live in that planning and take action, those planning and taking action phases. Another way that you can apply this in your life is to suggest when meetings take place rather than schedule, um, just let other people schedule them for you. Maybe you're sitting in a meeting and it comes time to when are we going to meet next? You can suggest when an ideal time for you would be to meet. You don't have to tell them that that's the ideal time for you, but you just throw out the date or throw out the time and boom, if it aligns with your schedule and that works with other people, awesome, right? So you can begin to take ownership in, in that part of scheduling your life. The other thing is you can listen to your inner guidance. If something feels heavy and it feels like it's creating a heaviness or a stressfulness in your life, you have permission to set it aside to say no. And that's your inner guidance speaking. When something feels heavy, it may be the best decision to just say no. If something feels light, yes, go ahead with it. Another way that you can apply this in your life is to, to grasp on to the fact that this is one of my favorite sayings. And if you're a client of mine, you've likely heard me say it numerous times. Trust is the opposite of control. 
When you practice cyclical living, you are ultimately trusting the natural flow of events as they occur in your life rather than trying to control everything in life. You are instead trusting. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have a say in, like I said, when you want to schedule meetings or when you're going to schedule appointments. Um, But when those meetings get canceled and it's something that you were really looking forward to or when those appointments get canceled, it gives you permission to trust that that's the natural flow and that that's what's in your highest good. And the last thing I'll say on how to incorporate this into your life is that it takes the heaviness of expectation and forced projects away from you and instead allows for you to breathe with the natural rhythms of things. So if something doesn't feel right, if something feels heavy, it takes that pressure and that expectation away from it. You're trusting that even if something is disappointing or doesn't work out how you'd hoped, that that is ultimately the right outcome in the cycle of life. And that's the beauty of it. It just is a a lift of, it's just, it's a lift of a weight of thinking that we always have to be doing and always have to be moving forward. We get this opportunity to um, trust that there will be a time when we have more energy again, there will be a time when we're ready to produce again. And then there's a time that we also get to rest and there's a time that we get to celebrate. So how you can figure out what this looks like in your own life. I am currently working on a tool for you to use so that you know exactly when to take action and what action to take depending on your own rhythms. It'll be available soon, and that's going to be a great, great tool to have that you'll be able to use. I'll put the link right here in the show notes when it is available. But in the meantime, I have an energetic rhythms tracker that I use and that I have clients use, and you can jump over to cairnyogawellness.com slash basic tracker to begin tracking your own energetic rhythms so that when it does become available, when that other... Um, tool does become available, you'll know where you are with your rhythms and you'll also know when that tool becomes available first because you'll, you'll, uh, you'll have access to that information first. So the first step in knowing where your energetic rhythms are is to begin tracking them. And that is the first step to knowing how to begin living in a cyclical way of being. All right, friends. That's a lot. I hope that all made sense to you. Head over to karenyogawellness.com slash podcast 39 for the full show notes of this episode. And you'll get all the resources that I've talked about here. Um, and you'll also be able to get, get that energetic rhythms tracker downloaded and begin tracking your own rhythms. In the next episode, we are going to talk, be talking specifically about discovering your energetic rhythms. So print that tracker off, bring it with you when you listen to the next episode, and you'll be able to have a clear picture of how to use that tracker. We're going to unpack your energetic rhythms, um, what they consist of, and then how to begin tracking them as well. That's all for today, friends. If you liked this episode, I would love to hear from you. Um, feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate or review the podcast. And if you think what you heard in this episode 
would resonate with even just one other person, I would love it if you shared this episode with them. Cheers to cultivating your own version of health, harmony, and happiness in your life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness. And to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.